0: Next on BYU Sports Station: is it Big 12 or bust? For BYU and ESPN College Football Insider thinks so. But what does bust even mean?
1: BYU punter Johnny Linehan busts into Studio B to discuss offseason progress and new men's soccer coach Brandon Gillum on the Cougars' two-game win streak.
0: Plus a full lineup of BYU baseball players make the all-WCC teams and Taysom Hill sports his new number seven jersey. Let's go!
2: This is is BYU
0: Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. We are live! for the 723rd time in the history of BYU Sports Nation. Presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Wednesday, May 25th. Mm. Wherever and however you're dialed in, we welcome you. I am Spencer Linton, alongside extreme mountain climber in training, Jerem Jordan.
1: Did you hear about this? So, a guy named Bart Williams, he's not a BYU fan per se, is the story. Uh, He works with a guy who... I guess there's a brother-in-law involved, clients, whatever. Anyways, he takes – Bart Williams is climbing Mount Everest, and he takes a BYU Cougars shirt up there, and there's this picture that comes out yesterday. Uh, Mount Everest of a BYU Cougars shirt. That's awesome. The only issue with that shirt was that it was Adidas. This is the Nike school.
0: Who's the guy that put (laughs) the T-shirt idea in Bart Williams' mind?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. An early rise and
0: shout to that guy? Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. BYU.
0: Yeah, a new Y mountain atop Mount Everest. Okay,
1: let's not get crazy.
0: <laughs> I'm just talking. Can you imagine hiking
1: Mount Everest, though, no. really? No, period. No. I'm out of I, I can barely make up it to, to the, the y. y. Yeah, yes. the Y is enough. Yes. The Y is a uh, medium hike. You, you you look at it, you're like, oh, there's a trail. Now that BYU owns that mountain, I ho- I hope that there's an elevator in there. That would be great. A tram, maybe, <laughs> ski lift, an elevator. Yeah, <laughs> can
0: you imagine FB... taking an elevator up to the Y? FB... I,
1: I once rode on the we shot a commercial <laughs> up there. I once rode on the back of a four wheeler all the way up there. It was terrible, bumpy on the back. It was the worst. Do we need dude. a Y tram now that, Is BYU... that the next facility upgrade? Well, listen, if BYU gets into a Power Five conference, <laughs> maybe they can put a, a tram up there.
0: Uh, fans after the game today, be sure and ride the Y tram.
1: <laughs> get up to the Y, where there could be a restaurant up there. You know how Bridalville Falls? It's like, hey, look <laughs> at that old restaurant up there. They could make a restaurant up there. Oh, that's funny. Legends Grill, y-, y Mountain Grill, or something. <laughs> you take. I'm full of ideas, man. Holy Let's get a cow. Shark Tank in here. Let's Absolutely.
0: Go. Where's Mark Cuban when you need him? Sure. Oh, maybe running maybe for vice BP. president. Yeah. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. 30th ranked BYU baseball racked up the West Coast Conference awards yesterday, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the
1: BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Nine. BYU baseball players made all WCC teams. Nine. That's a good number. That's a full lineup in baseball. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Brennan Lund, Mike Rucker were named to the first team, and it just gets better from there.
1: Keaton Kringlin was the West Coast Conference freshman of the year. Wow, so Kyle Dean gets hurt and his backup is the freshman of the year in right field. And Kyle I, Dean I think that's pretty good.
0: I was probably depth- the preseason freshman of the year. I can't remember that specifically, yeah. but like yeah, how about that depth right there? So
1: Kringlin and Colton Shaver on the second team. Brendan Anderson, Tanner Chauncey, Eric Urey and Han Nielsen were honorably mentioned. Kringlin and Daniel Schneeman were on the all freshman team. I love it. Daniel Mr. Schneebley. I love it. His walk
0: ups his walk up song is Slim. Sick of, sick of Slim Shady. Looks, I love it so much. He looks like
1: Daniel from Karate Kid. <laughs> like every time he gets up, I'm like, there's the son from Danielson. Karate Kid. Every time.
0: The West Coast Conference Tournament of Baseball begins tomorrow in Stockton, California between second seeded BYU and the number three seed Gonzaga, two of the tri champions. 10 Eastern, listen to it live on BYU Radio. Check it out on the W.TV.
1: The USA volleyball team lost to Canada, that team up north, in four sets. We are the, the Pan- North. We are the North, eh? In the Pan Am Cup quarterfinals yesterday in Mexico City, BYU's Jake Langlois had three kills and an ace. He finally played. Brendan Sander did not. The U.S. plays the Dominican Republic tomorrow, five Eastern for fifth place.
0: What's more popular in Canada as a nation right now, the Toronto Raptors or hockey? Or in strange general? brew because hockey, hockey might be headed for an all warm town Stanley Cup final for the first time ever. Ooh, okay. Okay, so it's the Toronto Raptors. Who knew? Basketball. Drake knew. <laughs> Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Big 12 or bust? My impression is a lot of people in the
1: Big 12 like Brigham Young. It's clearly the best football out there. It's clearly the best brand. Barry Switzer's right. It's really sort of a it's a no-brainer, really. If you're going to expand, the Big 12 needs
0: Brigham Young. BYU fans love them some Barry Trammell of the Oklahoman for saying that and referencing Barry Switzer, the old Oklahoma coach. And it's great and all. If the Big 12 expands, he thinks BYU needs to be a part of it. Old news. Okay, but then ESPN Big 12 insider Jake Trotter, another recent guest of BYU Sports Nation, stirred the pot once again yesterday when he told the Deseret News the following, quote, Well, I think it's probably Big 12 or bust for BYU. The Pac-12 has shown no interest in BYU, and the Big 10 will probably have other options if and when it opts to expand again. So if BYU doesn't get into the Big 12 this time around, it could be left out of the Power 5 party for good, end quote. What? Big 12 or bust. First of all, what does bust even mean in this context, let's discuss. It's
1: a it's a trophy or a statue of your head. That's oh, yeah.
0: okay. Yeah, it all like makes the sense now. Yeah. Here's how I am understanding this. Big 12 or bust equals BYU's only shot of ever getting into a Power 5 conference is with the Big 12. If the Cougars aren't included in Big 12 expansion, they'll never be a P5 school. Are you buying into that
1: logic, BYU Sports Nation? Which is our Twitter question today. Is it big twelve or bust for BYU why or why not at BYU teddy bear eighty nine depends short or long term short term no we're doing well as an independent long term p five not only big twelve how do you see this, Jerem? I don't agree with that idea that it's big twelve or bust now does the big twelve make the most sense for BYU Yes, for whatever reason there's been uh you know alleged bigotry associated with the Pac-12, whatever reason, not an academic institution, research institution, blah, blah, blah. Whatever reason the Pac-12 hasn't invited BYU, which it doesn't make any sense, that's not there right now. I believe that that still would be a possibility in the future. Because if Power 5 conferences expand to 16, the Pac-12 might need to concede on its ideals of who gets in and who isn't in. And who makes
0: geographic sense. Right,
1: right. So I don't think that the Pac-12 is an impossibility for BYU. Now, I, I don't think that it's very, very possible, but I think that it is possible. I think that if BYU doesn't get into the Big 12 in this round of expansion, that there will be other rounds. To me, this is an MMA fight where you do have a couple of rounds. Yes, BYU will take a body blow by not being in in the initial wave, but I think that BYU could land a punch later. Well, so you're
0: saying that if the Big 12 expands in 2016, BYU is not done forever?
1: Yes. Of course! now, Now, is it concerning? Yeah! You want BYU to get in because the gap is widening financially. Yes, BYU just purchased Provo High... For twenty-five million bucks and have a
0: new practice facility. Yes, and they're
1: and, renovating the weight room and renovated dot, the marriage Center. Yes, <laughs> yes. I, I think that BYU is doing fine. They're doing well as an independent. I wouldn't. Th- I wouldn't say they're thriving. To thrive competitively, you need to be ton plus wins. You need to be knocking on the door. You need to be ranked. All of that. I think that on the field, BYU can do better. But off the field, I think that BYU is doing just fine. But I don't want it to be more than five to eight, eight years before BYU gets out of Independence.
0: This comment by Jake Trotter seems way too dramatic to me. It's just too early and too much a superlative, and you know that means something coming oh, superlatives from me. Oh, stink. Okay, it's too early to call off BYU's chances, even if the Big 12 expands and doesn't include BYU this time around. Here's why. All of the signs of a major change in the landscape of college football Point to the year 2024. Why? Because guess what? In 2024, three of the Power Five conferences, the Big 12, the Pac 12, and the Big 10, will be renegotiating media rights. That means television. That's where it's all about, man. That means hundreds of millions of dollars per year and involves the likes of broadcast entities Fox and ESPN, not to mention NBC for Notre Dame that year as well. Like, it all comes to a head in 2024-2025. Also, BYU is a unique program. As you referenced, Jerem, they're doing okay. Because they're religious affiliated, they have loyal boosters, they have a worldwide fan base. Great donations coming in from all over the place. They are sustaining with upgraded facilities and maintaining competitive play Against Power 5 schools, but the question is, how long can they do that?
1: Yeah, I have financial concerns in the long run, not in the short term. We've, we've outlined what BYU is doing, and, and uh, when it comes to the stipend, BYU is one of the higher stipends for its student athletes, and so on and so forth. But in terms of uh, facilities, I think that in the long run, it's going to be tough to maintain that. BYU has great donors, it's fantastic. What BYU is doing it, with its facilities right now is a non in its Power 5 state, team. Yeah. is good, oh, it's kay? amazing. It's good. It it could be way worse. Look at a lot of schools in the West Region that aren't a Power Five team, and compare those to BYU's. Okay, but in the long run, I look at BYU and not having that amount of TV money. Right, being on ESPN is great. BYU's getting uh, whatever they're getting paid is is decent. Right, but it's not the Power Five money of twenty million plus per year that you boom you go to the bank. Boom.
0: The facility grades don't happen as fast, per se, when you don't have Power 5 money. BYU is still doing it, but they can yeah. do it on an accelerated level.
1: Right. Like, Tyler Hawes was told when he was being recruited that the, indoor, uh, the basketball practice facility was in the works. It's been in the works oh, for a long time. Oh, it was in the works, time. but it's not going to be built until uh, Eric Mika gets back from his mission, right? So it, it took some time. It takes money. And the way BYU operates is different. This should be highlighted. BYU does not announce... They're going to build something until they have all the money, not just to pay for the construction, to pay for the maintenance of said building. This is a crazy idea in 2016 because BYU is, I don't know, financially sound? That's (laughs) wild. (laughs) They're not taking out
0: loans to build things. They're
1: not assuming anything. They have the money in hand, and then they build. And for those people to donate to BYU with that ideal, is pretty remarkable
0: because of BYU's unique status and the worldwide fan base and all of the things that we have just discussed right now there is no reason to hit the panic button
1: everything to me everything's cool right now now in the long run you want to get into a power five that we is will for see. Sure. yeah we
0: will see how much the divide widens between the power five schools and BYU if the Cougars remain independent for a long period of time we're just hoping that that doesn't even have to come into play
1: yes now if you if you broke down the finances and I told you something like this this is really rough but if I told you this okay in the next six years BYU will have 100 million dollars less than name your power five team will that affect BYU on the field what do you think because that's, in some way, that's because,
0: a, because if you can, really rough numbers, can, but that's kind if of you the You can case, flash right? the dollars, then it maybe affects recruiting and I, because of
1: facilities. B- how yes. quickly can yes? So that's the concern. Right now, fine, right? Fine. BYU recruits at a high level; they're bringing in four-star guys. They're, they'll you, you don't get five stars. If BYU could
0: five. stay independent forever. They could stay independent forever and be just fine, but probably not compete at the level they want. And to. what
1: is fine? Eight wins. Yeah. That's the way BYU yes. football has been. So they go 8, 8, 8, 9. Is, is that enough? Is that enough? I think that BYU fans would say, no, that's fine, and, and it's good. I think you want to get to the point where you're 9 or 10 each season with these tougher schedules.
0: How long can BYU sustain the desired competition and recruitment level as a non-Power 5 school? One of the many questions we all have on our minds. But again, right now, no reason to panic couple of facts for you. BYU, if you haven't heard, not officially a Power 5 school right now. Power 5 equivalent according to a number of conferences. I love
1: when someone argues that with me. But
0: not a Power 5 school because Power 5 is in the money as (laughs) Jerem has so clearly pointed out. Power
1: equals money.
0: Another fact, BYU can still beat a bunch of Power 5 football teams this year starting on September 3rd. Countdown to the Wildcats. 101! The common denominator is just win. Beat the Power 5 teams. Tomorrow's
1: 100? Are we doing something special? What are we doing? I don't know.
0: We'll figure that out.
1: It's 100. We'll Isn't that you, a big deal? Why don't
0: you bring that dollar store air horn again down here? That is that not we really get a uh,
1: $100 bill from a Power 5? We could borrow it from a Power 5 store. Coming
0: up, two straight wins for BYU men's soccer. Their head coach will join us later. But first, the BYU punter and social media star, Johnny Linehan. Hey, we! BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. If you would like to chime in on the conversation, I highly recommend that you do and use the hashtag BYUSN while you are doing so.
1: Hey, baseball, ranked 30th back in the uh, rankings. Awesome. They play Gonzaga tomorrow night, 10 Eastern time, on BYU Radio and the W.TV in the... West Coast Conference Tournament. Huge game. Mike Rucker on the mound for BYU against his old team, Gonzaga. Shemek Karnowski and Gonzaga. It had to night.
0: be this way. Those are the exact words I said to Mike Rucker when presented with the BYU-Gonzaga matchup in the West Coast
1: Conference Tournament. Yeah. It's poetic, Huge man. Huge game. If, if, if BYU wins that first game, they're in business.
0: And wins in the West Coast Conference Tournament for BYU baseball have been hard to come by. Only one in five opportunities. In five opportunities. Only one five win. Five seasons. Is wow. it, our Twitter question today, is it Big 12 or bust for BYU? Why or why not? That's stemming from the comments that ESPN Big 12 insider Jake Trotter put out to the Deseret News yesterday saying, essentially, BYU needs to get into the Big 12. If they don't, they'll probably never be in a Power 5 conference. And he was talking about this round of expansion that is being ta- rumored.
1: Yeah, he was talking. The question was about the next three years.
0: Yeah. Oof. I think that's a little too extreme. Download the podcast to hear our entire conversation. Joining us now in Studio B is the BYU football punter, rugby national champion, and BYU superfan, Johnny Linehan. <laughs> Welcome back to Studio V, Johnny.
3: Thank you. It's been a while. I thought you forgot about me, but it's good to be back. Didn't forget about you. We saw you you Saturday at
1: Santa Clara baseball game. So we're like, let's get Johnny back in. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Speaking
0: of, I see you at a ton of BYU events. Like whatever it is, like I see you all over the place rooting on BYU. I think Nate Austin, in my opinion, for a long time was, like, the ultimate BYU athlete superfan. Like, have you now taken that role as the ultimate superfan
3: and athlete at BYU? Oh, I would love to say I have, yeah. It's nice because we get into everything for free now. <laughs> except except rugby. They make us pay for that. Did you have to pay <laughs> to get into you rugby? You have to pay for rugby? Yeah, I felt like I jumped the fence, but... Uh... No, I actually went and paid. I was like, I can support the team five bucks, you know. So, okay. You yeah.
1: paid to get into the rugby game. The, oh a God.
3: national champion BYU rugby player. Yeah. Yeah, I felt I felt bad. I was like, yeah, I feel like if the coach just saw me walk in, they'd, they'd kind of give me the, the stanky eyes. So I thought, <laughs> I better pay my dues. They might anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah.
1: When did you first learn about BYU in New Zealand?
3: Um. So I actually look back on some of my pictures, I had a BYU kind of long sleeve, but I, I never really paid attention to the sports or anything, but I knew it was the church school. So I was kinda of interested in it. But I really didn't hear anything about it until the until I actually wanted to come here and watch the Point Cedar Bowl with Carl Van Noy just going ham that was the moment yeah, that was the moment yeah so i I knew i was gonna come and it was funny i was walking around the streets in new zealand and i saw some of my buddies i just got out of the internet cafe i think i was playing like counter-strike or something the so internet like, cafe yeah. <laughs> so i was like it was like two bucks for an hour you know it was, that's what we did back in new zealand but uh <laughs> don't tell my mom but uh <laughs> yeah i saw you just told her i know i saw some of my uh Friends, I was like, hey, watch, this game's going to be on ESPN because it was exciting because BYU Sports is never on TV over in New Zealand. I said, hey, watch, this game's going to be on ESPN. That's the school I'm going to in a few weeks. And then, man, who would have thought in a few years I'd be playing for that team that I was watching.
0: Yeah, in your wildest, when you think about that in 2012 watching the Poinsettia Bowl and now it's 2016 – you are the
3: punter on that team. In your wildest dreams,
0: did you ever make that
3: connection? Not as a punter. I was like, man, I think I could play this game. And then I came here and realized how difficult it, it would be to pick up a skill position. But, yeah, I used to turn it off on fourth downs. Now I turn it off until fourth downs. So, <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: so it's nice. Yeah.
3: What
1: are, uh, what are summer practices like right now? How, how often and when
3: do you practice? So, yeah, we're just doing lifting right now. Um, So we practice Monday, Tuesday, uh, Thursday and Friday. Wednesday is optional, so it's usually two hours. So we go and we do one hour of like conditioning, speed and power work. And then one hour of lifting, and it's really neat i'm getting i'm uh, probably the strongest I am and the heaviest I've been, which is like my goal. I kind of want to start looking a little like Taysom as a, as a punter <laughs> Good luck that, with that that'd, man that'd be nice yeah, I know yeah, it's going to be quite difficult, uh, but uh, I'm still trying to grow those few inches, but I uh, don't know what food to eat, but no practice isn't neat we're all enjoying it and, and pumped up and excited for the september game
0: what's your desired weight, and how will that translate to being a better punter?
3: So I want to be 205 pounds and like 8% body fat, and it's not so much that it's going to translate to a better punter; it's just going to look better on TV. <laughs> <laughs> and they take all
1: like all the pictures are taken before the season,
3: right? So you exactly. got you got to do this now. Yeah, they oil you up, so like yeah. they kind of cheat in a way that makes you look oh, everyone does it yeah. So yeah, it, it, I I don't know. I kind of just it's more for image than it is for performance. Does your wife
0: Marissa support this effort? Well, yeah, did she do it
3: herself. <laughs> in <women's soccer? laughs> She uh, yeah, she I guess she's going to support the results. But right now she's a bit disgusted at how much I'm trying to eat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Johnny Linan, the BYU punter with us on BYU Sports Nation. Um, you just received recently news that you were going to be on a full ride scholarship. How and when
3: did that information come and who did it come from? So I went to a fireside in uh, Michigan with, with Coach Kalani and uh, Coach Lamb. And when we were coming back in the airport, Coach Satake was like, are you on scholarship yet? I was like, no. <laughs> and he's like, well, we better get that figured out. So I kind of knew after spring ball it was kind of in the works because I'd spoken to him about it, but I didn't know exactly when it was going to happen. So it was kind of like a, a bit of a high anxiety moment, just waiting for it to to come about. So when I found out in a team meeting, well, we actually had a team, a message sent to us saying, there's going to be a team meeting on t- tomorrow. And I got my hopes up. And that was probably the worst thing. I told my wife, I said, maybe it could be tomorrow. And she couldn't sleep that night, <laughs> neither could I. So I showed up to team meeting, like nothing's happening. And then they then they t- then they announced it. And it was just, yeah, really overwhelming, like just super joyful experience. Even though I knew it was going to come, like it actually happened. And it was something like I'll I'll never forget. It's pretty awesome. How'd the team react? Yeah, they they were pretty stoked. I think uh, yeah, I love the team. Can
0: you uh, imagine them booing? Boo <laughs> like he's just a punter like
1: why why are you handing him out to the punter
3: man (laughs) i know yeah maybe that's what some of them thought but yeah i think they fear me more than anything
0: (laughs) (laughs) they fear the 205 pounds they're trying to become
3: well they will yeah they They will will. yeah okay (laughs) i
1: I think you've uh had two fake punts last year was that the number
3: oh yeah i remember one of them and one i've forgotten because it was garbage.
1: (laughs) (laughs) over under two and a half fake punts this upcoming year yeah over over okay
3: Okay.
0: Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Does this have anything to do with you seeking to become Taysom Hill of punters?
3: <laughs> <laughs> it just—I think it just comes down to confidence um, and and kind of the the new coaching stuff that we have. Last year, um, I actually a couple of days ago I went up to the film room and watched every punt I was in on, like the good and the bad, just kind of analyzing, mm. scanning the field, just to see what I can do better. And this year I've changed up a few things on my rugby. I've I've figured out how to catch the ball in a way where I can get the laces out without having to look down at the ball. So I can scan more of the field. So it's gonna make me more of a more of a weapon if people don't don't respect um I guess if they just kinda take off to try and block downfield. So that that has part, part to do with it. But also just I'm more confident. Last year things came at me really fast. Like I thought they were sprinting at me every time and then I look at the film, I was like, man, they weren't even coming, you know? <laughs> so so part of it's just kind of it was a new sport wasn't used to it now i'm trying to slow things down make it more of my own
0: is that where you expect to make the biggest improvement this year is just the game slowing down or is there another specific area you want to uh that you're focusing
3: in on yeah so yeah definitely the game slowing down has has a lot to do with it i know last year i didn't give up too many big returns i think utah state was probably my worst game because well there's no excuse it was pretty cold but i just kind of rushed things but if I slow things down, make sure my drop's consistent, then I can get more height on the ball, put it in the spot I want. So I really, along with just slowing things down, I don't want to give up any return. You know, I know a lot of people tweet me. They're like, we want to see you smash someone. I'm like, if I smash someone, that means I gave up a return and kind of let the team down. So I'm working on a little bit more height, better direction, and just trying to give up, yeah, no no yards.
1: Well, uh, when do you go with the rugby punt versus traditional?
3: So, yeah, so last year it was, it was called... And uh, this year, I've, I've spoken to the coaches. Last year, I kind of they told me what to do, which which is kind of not my personality. But since it was a new situation, I, I didn't really say what I felt like I wanted to do. So I wasn't 100% confident every time. This year, the coaches come to me. They say, hey, what do you want to do? And I say, if I don't like what they tell me, I say, hey, I'd rather do this. And they go, okay, you're, you're the punter. You know what's best. Um, but it's also based on the look that we get. Uh, when I got the punt blocked against East Carolina, we had, I think, three Coming off the edge, and we're running right into that and so if our if our shield doesn't make a block, or even if they do sometimes they can get past it, and they can they can block the kick so if we see three off the edge, we're going to go traditional, anything else we're probably going to stay rugby
1: and do you make that pre snap or is that in the moment
3: that'll be in the moment, so yeah i one of our shield players will most likely call that and just kind of relay that call, but then it's kind of up to whatever we feel as well so Yes,
1: uh, I would like to fake punt on this play, and I will make that call in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's also
3: an option. Yeah, if the yeah the, the coaches have told me, especially Coach Satake, he's like, "Man, be an athlete, make people miss." So I'm like, "Man, if if they want me to do that, it should be an exciting." That's why you're time, going so. over
0: two and a half fake punts this year, yeah, right? Yeah, I think so. You're yeah. more in control of this yeah. thing, okay? Well, yeah,
3: we're gonna make them all this time. So
0: BYU football punter, rugby national champion Johnny Linehan with us in Studio B, previewing the BYU football season and talking about his current. Offseason, I want to dive into the mentality of what you were feeling in that first Division One punt, that first official snap you took at Nebraska. What were your emotions and your feelings like when that happened?
3: Oh man, it was it was actually really really cool. I think I kind of like zoned out and just kind of ran on the field like a I don't know like a wet dog without a home. I don't know if that even <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> But I kind of look, I'm like running out there. I'm like, I still have my mouthpiece in my helmet. Most of my punts last year, I didn't put my mouthpiece in, which is like the cardinal sin in rugby. That's the only protection I need was a mouthpiece. (laughs) Now I'm dressed up like I'm going to jump off a cliff and I, I don't need my mouthpiece, so... But it, yeah, it was it was super windy. I had five punts at Nebraska. Four of them were into like a twenty mile hour wind. And Didn't that, one go yeah. like
1: seventy
0: 77.
3: yards or something? Yeah. Seventy seven was with the wind. Yeah, so
1: and that was the longest punt yeah. for a couple weeks. In the, in the yeah, area.
3: so I'm yeah until Michigan. So much but for us. He got his karma pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> Just savage to tell you because he's Australian, you know, We got Oh, you had yeah. to throw that in there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize that connection
1: because he punted at Weber State and then he went to Michigan. Too. He did. There yeah. was a local
3: connection. He did. I'm yeah, guessing, so i yeah, Blake's the man.
0: I'm guessing you think that would not have happened to you had you been the punter in that situation. Correct. Well, heaven forbid. Yeah. Can
3: <laughs> we talk about that? Yeah. Just eat it at
1: that point. Don't just like fall try and down, it, Right. Well, I know, No. Yeah. Is that something you talked about? Like, okay, what if this happened? What would we do?
3: Uh, I think I think we we spoke about it a little bit. Um, But, yeah, I had a lot of people coming up and say, if that happened to you versus Utah, be off with your head. I was like, (laughs) thank you. Rightly so, yeah. Yeah. Holy cow.
0: (laughs) Johnny, it's been uh, great to talk to you. Uh, Have you signed our new stretch-wide flag? Has it been long enough that you haven't signed the new flag? Uh, I'm trying to find my.
1: Just sign it. Might just sign it again. If there, there are two Johnny Linehan signatures Whatever, on there, that's fine. Hey, right, sign it as Steve Young. Whatever, man. Steve Young. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. S- sign it, sign <laughs> it as Steven
0: Adams. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> By the way, Steven Adams, we just learned from Johnny Linehan of New Zealand, plays for the Oklahoma City Thunder, one of 18 kids. That's normal.
3: 18? you got to
1: make
0: a team. <laughs> good grief. Up next, the head coach of the BYU men's soccer team joins us. <laughs> Welcome back, sports friends Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
1: Hey, there's a BYU TV app on uh, all kinds of devices. The newest one is Apple TV on the fourth generation. Yeah, don't get it wrong,
0: fourth generation.
1: Yeah, I don't know what that means, but they tell us to say that. So, yeah, you can download that in the App Store today.
0: Sorry for all all of uh, you that have a, second, third, a third, generation third generation Apple
1: TV. My your great 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 grandpa Apple TV <laughs> doesn't apply, sorry.
0: Oh. Let's refresh today's BYUSN headlines. Thirtieth ranked BYU baseball. Man, they swept up at the West Coast Conference Awards yesterday. A full lineup, nine players, including Keaton Kringlin, who is the West Coast Conference Freshman of the Year, Brennan London, Mike Rucker, were also named to the
1: first team. Kringlin and Colton Shaver were on the second team. Brendan Anderson, Tanner Chauncey, and Hayden Nielsen were honorably mentioned. Is there anything greater than being mentioned honorably? I dare say no. Kringlin and Daniel Schneeman... We're on the all-freshman team. I love that the honorable mention is like the fourth paragraph. So much honor in this mention. I I, <laughs> what, do you do,
0: what do you do to be honorably mentioned? I don't know. You just, Is that like you receive at least one vote from a coach or
1: something? Yeah, he was not dishonorably mm. mentioned.
0: The West Coast Conference Tournament begins tomorrow in Stockton, California, between second-seeded BYU and the number-three-seed Gonzaga. Listen on BYU Radio starting at 10 Eastern, 8 Mountain Time. You can also watch the action on the W.TV.
1: USA Volleyball lost to whole Canada in four sets in the Pan Am Cup quarterfinals yesterday in Ciudad de Mexico. BYU's Jake Langlois had three kills and an ace. The U.S. plays the Dominican Republic tomorrow, 5 Eastern, for fifth place.
0: The BYU men's soccer team has won two matches in a row, and their first-year head coach, Brandon Gillum is making his first appearance in Studio B. Brandon, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Hey, thank
2: you. Thank you for having me. As Appreciate the it.
0: head coach of BYU soccer now, and you brought some goodies, man.
2: I did. I did. Yeah. So we got a little mini ball for you that all the players signed, so nice. that, that's that's for you guys. We very can nice. find right? a wonderful well, place for that. Ball. And then mm-hmm. we definitely, you know, official jersey. This is our last year jersey with the o- Open Cup patch on it and nice. everything. Yeah. So so we want you guys to have that. It's
1: very cool. I went to that game. Too. Yeah, it was yeah. A
2: unfortunate one
1: yeah yeah yeah. i went to the wrong game (laughs) we'll find a good spot for this chris watkins was the coach forever and you played for him yeah and then you've been an assistant coach what's it like to take over the program as the head coach now?
2: i mean i've been with the program for 13 years yeah i played for five and assistant coach under chris for seven um and so part of it's very unique and then part of it feels just the same and so there's a lot of responsibility that you take on off the field that i wasn't ever a part of that's the biggest adjustment is just the on the field stuff has been a lot easier you know running practices and and dealing with the players but then dealing with grades and dealing with advertising and marketing and all that other stuff that that's just the adjustment more of that um but the on-field stuff's been a blast
0: at any point have you felt overwhelmed like holy cow what did i get myself into absolutely
2: <laughs> absolutely <laughs> you asked my wife how many nights i've come home what just, am i doing oh my gosh what are, we, what are we gonna do here so luckily she's been a big support so she knows her routine played with the women's program and so it's it's, it's good support going home
1: Four games into the Premier Development League, for those that don't know, BYU plays in a semi-pro league, essentially mm-hmm. like single A baseball. Um, right. Only college team in there. When, when you made when the program made that move, the New York Times featured the team, which yeah. is very cool. And then a couple months ago, I believe in March, was it the
2: Guardian yeah. in
1: England featured the team? What's that like to have the program featured in in
2: notable newspapers? Right, it was a pretty big deal with the the Guardian. I mean, somebody and they reached out to us. We didn't, you know, go after it. They. The guy that was writing on it, uh, he reached out to me because he saw us in the Open Cup. And he was like, what in the world is a college team doing in the Open Cup? And so he started researching about us, and they contacted and started interviewing. I think it took two months to put an article together. And wow. He, yeah, he really got to a lot of the players, some past players, um, some past coaches. And and so it was a big deal for us for that. And I think it was a pretty well-followed article, too. I think it had over 1,000 shares on it. So that just shows how much interest there is um, for the team and for the sport itself. So,
0: How many times have you watched the Scott Sterling sketch? Uh, because BYU Soccer was involved in that with Studio C. Yeah, I'm,
2: I i couldn't tell you how many times I actually watched it. I mean, it's at least 10 to 20 times. <laughs> but how many times I've seen it posted has to be at least two, 300 times. And even now, I mean... I'll see it posted. It like a month ago. Again, it just continues to cycle around and around and around. So it's pretty fun. Is there a roster spot for Scott Sterling? Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> if he's if you gonna can give make up saves up his, like that, yeah. If yeah. he's gonna give yeah, up yeah, his face like that,
0: oh, let's let's
1: go, man. Does anyone play like Scott Sterling on your team? No, no, not even close. <laughs> Luckily,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> Brandon Gillum, the head coach of BYU men's soccer in his first season, is on BYU Sports Nation. What is the unique part about this team? Every team has its own like identity or personality. Mm-hmm. What have you noticed about this team that sets it apart from other teams that you've either coached on or, or been a part of as a player?
2: Um, I think the biggest thing for us this year, obviously, with me taking over, and last year was a, a bit of a struggle for us. Um, just a lot of things didn't go well for us. And so it was kind of like we cut it off there and just started completely new. And that's the kind of identity and the feel from the players is it's just a new. It's, everything's new. we got the new staff, the players. The league actually rebranded this year. And so we just took it as let's wipe everything clean and just start completely new. And that's kind of the feel that we've had.
1: And you've won two games in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, 2-0, uh, I believe you're 2-1-1. Yes. Start the
2: season. Uh, what do you think of the first four games in this team so far? So our first three games were on the road. Three games in five days hard kickoff for the season for us but we went one one and one and so it's good results for us um there's a lot of nerves going into it because you're just we had a good preseason, six and one and then you go into your PDL game you haven't played a PDL team yet and points are now on the line and so it was kind of a, a nervy nervy first three games but we we worked for four months on how we play And once we got into the groove on each game of how we play, the guys got really comfortable really fast. And so we're moving along quickly now um, where every game we're picking up more comfort on the field and, you know, knowing how each other play and everything like that. And and we came home and we played on Saturday against Burlingame, who took the California division last year and were sitting in first place. So that was a big game for us. And we we won, and I think – Overall, we we really controlled a lot of the game too. So
0: you get a victory over the Dragons of Burlingame. Yeah. and sounds have-
2: made
1: up, but I think it actually happened. This
2: right? is this is a unique <laughs> part about our league, right? We talk about the teams, you know. You're talking about the football and other teams, and everybody knows every team they play. Yeah. And then you say PDL and you say Burlingame Dragons, and people are like, "What?"
1: Golden State Force,
2: right? <laughs> Fresno
1: Fuego, yeah, yeah, at the yeah. minor league park, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah
0: we well, you've won two in a row, so what does a two-game win streak mean given the recent struggles you had last year with the now the clean slate and the, right. and the new start?
2: Um, now it's something we have to hold on to. Right? It's, it's nice. It feels good. I think everybody has that confidence that we're capable of it, but now we have to hold on to it and continue it. And so the, the good part of that is we have five more home games in a row before we have to hit the road. And so um, we currently sit in first place, and if we just continue to perform – then we're going to be just fine this season.
1: You play Thursday and Saturday against San Francisco. Yep. Uh, tell us about that matchup and uh,
2: what you hope to see from you guys. Uh, the consistency of what we've been looking for and what we've been working on. Um, the The hard part is San Francisco is a new franchise, and so we don't know a lot about them. You know, Fresno Fuego we've played many times in the past. The game we played last year, so we have information. But there's not a lot, and they've only played, I think, two games right now. Mm-hmm. And so – um, we're going to go into the game with what we've done and just take our game plan and not worry about counteracting how they play. And uh, being on a home, home field advantage, it should be easy for us.
1: Are those broadcast on YouTube? They are. Okay. Yeah,
2: yeah. So everything will be linked from our, our social media, but they'll all be live streamed.
0: Every team is striving to push itself and reach new goals. And what are the goals for BYU soccer this season?
2: Um we didn't set any goals as far as let's make playoffs let's make championship um our goal was we're building for a championship whether that's this season next season the year after but every single time we step out our goal is to get better um and so that's the the way the players take it and if we're getting a little bit better next game and a little bit better by the end of the season we should be competing for a lot more than uh, just a win and so that's our objective who are some of the stars of this team You know, our our senior class are really, really stepping up this year. Um, Junior um, returning as his senior year. He's playing center back, which is a different position than he's ever played for us. We changed his position. Um, Ethan Meyer um, playing outside back where he's been a center back. And so those two kind of flop spots, and they're both performing fantastic. And then Pedro, uh, also a senior, he's playing there uh, in an offensive center mid spot controlling the tempo of the game both defensively yes and then very much offensively um and then josh hunter who last game had a goal and assist and a goal against golden state as well um he's continually putting goals in and that's what we really need for sure
0: between watching soccer at byu coaching Uh soccer at byu and everything that goes into that and I'm guessing just as a fan watching uh, the different European leagues and Euro 2016 is this summer. Do you do anything else besides soccer?
2: Um, I own another soccer business, actually two. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> no. Actually, I mean, anytime I can, I love the outdoors. My family, any any chance, and that's like one day available every couple months. But we get outdoors whenever we can, hiking, climbing, kayaking. So, But other than those outdoor activities, no. It's all soccer all soccer. the time. It's, it's soccer.
0: Brandon, we appreciate the time amidst that soccer-heavy schedule. Yeah, thanks for the, yeah. Yeah, thanks awesome. for, uh, the game-worn jersey uh, from the Open Cup and for the autographed soccer ball. And uh, we need one more autograph, if you don't mind, yours oh, sure. on that stretch
2: wide flag. My pleasure.
0: We'll give you some BY Sports Nation karma as well. I'm not sure if you're aware of what that means or the significance that it carries, but when you come on the show... We do our part, transfer the karma to you, and you will go and coach better. There we go. And therefore your team will play better, and the results happen on the field.
1: I like that. All the timeouts you can't call, they will be well-timed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Brandon, thanks for the time.
2: Good okay, luck. Okay, appreciate it.
0: Up next on BYU Sports Nation, which Gonzaga basketball player is getting a fifth year of eligibility and a West Coast Conference Pitcher of the Year snub? Not so sure about that. Is it a big deal or no deal? Stay with us. Bill. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan hanging out in Studio B. If you miss an episode of this show live, as in happening right now, not to worry, the rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern.
1: But later, someone's watching this and going, oh, they said that when it was live, right? Correct. Because if they're watching the replay, it's not live.
0: <laughs>
1: right? Yeah. Right? Hey, something else you can catch live: Baseball against Gonzaga tomorrow night, 10 Eastern time on BYU Radio. You can also watch it on the W.TV.
0: Fantastic tweet in from our good friend Adam Law last night. Yeah, yeah. Adam Law, former Provo High School star and BYU baseball star, now competing for the AA Tulsa Drillers. We asked him the last time we had him on the show to tell us about the craziest minor league baseball experience he's ever had. And he tweeted at us last night saying this, Hey, BYU Sports Nation, here's my new number one craziest thing I've ever seen in my baseball career. Enjoy. And he included a link. To the manager of the Frisco Rough Riders, Joe Mikulik, who has so rough. he has a history of being very, very outlandish when he is tossed from a game. Last night, it, the video included him sliding into the base twice to demonstrate how he thought that his then player he, was safe. Then, then he, he punted. punted. He pulled up second base out of the ground and punted the base.
1: you got to be pretty dumb to punt something <laughs> that heavy.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, but he, mid, the but, thing is, mid-swing mid of that kick, I think he realized, like, this is going to hurt if I kick it too hard. So, like, he kind of just, like, half-heartedly no. kicked it. But he still a, punted the base. Anger,
1: adrenaline is the most irrational feeling of all time. And he was in the middle of that. It is silly how childish managers can be in baseball. Can you imagine if a basketball coach did some of that? Oh, wait, Bobby Knight did all the
0: time. Holy cow. I retweeted it last night. If you want to take a look, it's... Really funny. Joe Mikulik, he was a guy that I think, oh, I don't know, probably five or six years ago had one of the most Did epic. he do the
1: Rosenberg grenade? Was that him?
0: Mate, probably. <laughs> like probably. He's nuts. That guy is nuts. Passionate, yes, but probably a little bit nuts. He's a few fries short of a happy meal. I don't
1: know. I remember happy meals.
0: <laughs> is it Big Twelve or Bust for BYU? That is the question today. Our Twitter question today, why or why not? At Adam AdamThePianokin says, no, BYU is a good enough program that they can easily survive and thrive as an independent. I firmly believe BYU is in, however. How long can they survive and thrive as an independent, I think, is the next question. I don't
1: think it's easy. I think BYU has to make a great effort to survive as an independent.
0: The next question is, when should we play Big Deal, No Deal? How about right now? Big
2: Deal, No Deal. <laughs>
1: Brought to you by Brady
0: Industries, a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the western United States. For over 65 years, Brady Industries Clean solutions, a tradition for generations number
4: one. Big deal, no deal. Jake Trotter says it's Big 12 or bust for BYU.
1: No deal. Uh, If you saw the beginning of the show, we talked about how we don't agree with that idea. It's not or bust, I don't think, at this point. Um, I do think there's a sense of urgency, though. I think BYU needs to get in. Uh, soon, but I don't think that it's or bust for BYU. We don't know what the landscape's going to be like past the first wave of of, uh, expansion.
0: This is no deal because the real deal breaker comes in 2024 when all of those major television and media rights are discussed again between Fox Sports and ESPN and the Big 12 and the ACC a year later, and all of that, okay? So that 2024, mark it down. If BYU is not in a power conference when the expansion, and I think it's going to be inevitable, happens, then you can really start to worry. But it's a ways out. It doesn't have to happen now. Number two.
4: Big deal, no deal. BYU ace Mike Rucker is not the WCC pitcher of the year.
1: No deal. I don't think he was the best pitcher in the West Coast Conference, although I think he's one of the top two or three. Um, who was it, Puckett? Josh Puckett is from amazing Pepperdine. From
0: Pepperdine. I think his ERA is like point eight
1: seven. He allowed three earned runs in conference play. that were to BYU. He is. A, I think he is a better pitcher. He'll pr- he'll probably be a uh, round one, two, or three draft pick. Whereas Rucker will be like a top five round guy. So no not, deal for not me. Not that that's bad. Right? Mike yeah, Rucker. that's still good money, man.
0: He's second in the country in wins overall. But yeah, this is. Uh, well, I'm going to say this is a big deal because oh. it's just it's just more fuel to the fire for Mike Rucker. Is that a baby? On the surface, he is very, very even keel. But I think inside, he believes that he's the best pitcher in this conference. Mike
1: Rucker looks like an old-timey, grocery-bagging teenager. like in a You know what I'm talking about? And then he goes out there, and he wins! And he throws he's 94 awesome. miles an he's hour. He's still unassuming visually, but he is a fantastic and pitcher. And has a slider in the low 80s. You know I mean, what I'm talking about? Mo- like, yes. Like, the teenager that just young looking and like, Hi, Mrs. Johnson, how may I help you? Like that's Mike Rucker at the end of the the line there, bagging your groceries. And then he throws a pitch. And then he throws a ninety four mile an hour. And you basketball.
0: see the the devil eyes <laughs> come out. It's like you know, he means business. Good grief. Yeah, so I say big deal because I think it will motivate him to go out and prove once again that he is in that
4: elite conversation. Number three. Big deal, no deal. A climber on Mount Everest hoists up a BYU shirt.
1: Of course this is a big deal. And I'm really hoping this isn't photoshopped because I would feel like a fool if it was. Fair <laughs> enough.
0: I say this is a big deal because how many other people have BYU represented on the top of Mount Everest? How many people climb Mount Everest every year? It's a, it's a small number. So one person t- represents the stretch Y up there? Yeah, that's a big deal. It's really cool. Big
1: deal, no deal. It was Adidas. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's yeah, a big a deal. It needs to be let's up get a Nike there. shirt. Let's get a Nike shirt. We're school. getting super
1: picky right this now. Yeah, it's great, but it's Adidas. We what have the heck, K- man. Tanner Mangum's bro, Parker, works at Nike. Come on, number four.
4: Big deal, no deal. Gonzaga basketball says seven foot one inch Semik Karnowski will return. For a fifth
1: year Literally a big deal He's seven one two eighty seven. We thought that Karnowski would be back But I say no deal Because we expected Karnowski To get a medical redshirt And come back This is not a surprise
0: I didn't follow your answer Did you say big deal Because he's I a said, big guy Or li- no deal I said deal, he's big-
1: literally a big deal But oh, it is okay. no deal
0: I think this is a big deal because it makes Gonzaga, once again, the team to beat in the West Coast Conference. When you add if him... They, if they weren't there, they would still be the team to beat. Without Shemek Karnowski? Yes! I don't think so. Because Gonzaga. Just by name so. alone! Okay, yes, the name alone, but that team is an entirely different team without Karnowski. Are you kidding me? He's a force in the middle. He's a hoss, man. They didn't
1: need said force last year, did they?
0: Well, they had Kyle Wilcher and DeMontus Sabonis, who are both gone.
1: They reload, man. You don't you don't go to the tournament. They're not reloading with Wilcher years and the bonus. I know. They'll which be is better in the need, regular season. Which is
0: why they need Karnowski.
1: They won't tie for a conference title. They'll probably just win it outright. Oh this man. This year without
0: Karnowski, that team I just don't think that that team is the favorite to win.
4: Of
1: course they're the favorite to win.
4: Not without Karnowski. Uh, Number
1: 5. We'll
4: never know. Big deal, no deal. Taysom Hill has his first official photo shoot in his number seven jersey.
1: No deal. It's just a photo shoot. Uh, Not super interested in that. But it's cool to see him again in a BYU football uniform in this, the year of our Lord 2016 that we didn't think he would be here for.
0: It's a big deal because BYU still has Taysom Hill wearing a BYU
1: uniform. Number seven.
0: Uh, and it's, I mean, it's cool that it's number seven. In the spirit of John just, Walsh, I saw Kevin that, Federick, and Christian Stewart. I saw that yesterday and I was like, wow, what a journey that that guy has had. And he's still at BYU. So for me, that's a big deal because he's still wearing a BYU uniform after everything.
1: It must be May 25th. We just said it's a big deal that Taysom Hill is in a. He's still in a BYU uniform,
0: jersey. man. <laughs> Up next, nine different Cougars make all WCC baseball teams. That's part of the Cougar Whiparound. BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let us whip it. It's time for the Cougar whip Around.
1: Baseball. The 30th-ranked Badcats racked up the WCC Awards yesterday. Keaton Kringlin is the West Coast Conference Freshman of the Year. Brendan Lund and Mike Rucker were named to the first team. Kringlin and Colton Shaver were on the second team. Brendan Anderson, Tanner Chauncey, and Hayden Nielsen were honored, honorably mentioned. Kringlin and Daniel Schneeman, a.k.a. Danielson from Karate Kid, were on the all-freshman team. Volleyball. I don't know what I'm doing. The USA volleyball team lost to Canada in four sets
0: in the Pan Am Cup quarterfinals yesterday in Mexico City. BYU's Jake Langlois had three kills and an ace. The US plays the Dominican Republic tomorrow, five Eastern for fifth place.
1: Men's basketball. Gonzaga announced seven foot one Polish center Shemek Karnowski received a medical redshirt and will return next season for the Fighting Kyle Wilchers. And because of that, Gonzaga is the league favorite. Uh, okay. <laughs> we don't, We only have 320 left in the show, man. No, Three, 320 well, or 120? never mind. <laughs> ain't got no time.
0: Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter help when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. We're giving it to the West Coast Conference Freshman of the Year, Chris Kringle, yes, a.k.a. Right.
1: Keaton Kringlin. Yes. I always think of... Chris Kringle.
0: He retweeted somebody yesterday that called him Keter Pop, and I was like, oh, yeah, okay.
1: Speaking of that, (laughs) at LCD17682. Is this a robot? Uh, BYU has soccer interview with at BYU soccer coach Brandon. Thank you. At Spencer Linton and at Jerome Jordan 26. Did Did
0: you get a new Twitter handle? Who's that?
1: You got a new Twitter handle. <laughs> at J- I think he tweeted back and corrected himself. Yeah, Jerome he Jordan? He did. All- <laughs> Thanks for tweeting into the show.
0: Our Twitter question today, is A Big 12 or bust for BYU? Why or why not? Our elite tweet of the day from at Otis Henson. It's a bust for the Big 12 if they overlook
1: BYU. Nice. BYU
0: will live on and be great regardless. Way to
1: bring it, Otis. Thanks to Johnny Linehan, Brandon Gillum, and everyone on our crew. Conversation continues on Twitter. use hashtag BYUSN. It's time to throw stuff. The show on demand on BYUSN.com, audio
0: podcast on iTunes and the TuneIn app. For Jeremiah I am Spencer. Check us out on Apple TV as well, 4th Generation. Shout out to Micah Mangrum. We're back to work tomorrow. Mangrum?